Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories as your no-so crew goes on a deep dive in a ratings war between WCW and WWF, Nitro and Raw. This week, we're coming off the heels of New Blood Rising, for one, WCW, and we're on the road to SummerSlam. You, you guys recovered yet from New Blood Rising? I have not. Well, so good news is, guys... The, the New Blood Rising is definitely the worst show we're going to watch this week, so it's nothing but uphill from here, baby. Looking forward to it. New week, new R- show, right? right new right? you? Right, guys? Just, uh, it's, a, the, it's, a good, right? it's a good attitude to have. Now, uh, Corey, when you say it like that, it worries me. I like the pluckiness you have. but uh... With all that attitude, let me introduce you to your host, your legend, me, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Hey, yo. The ch- ch- chosen one, Mike. Boo. Hey, ho. Oh, sorry. No, wrong, wrong one. Hip hop parade. There we no. go. Let's get into this, shall we? Let's see if WCW <laughs> can go up or go. They have to go up, Joe. There's no way they can get worse. Let's find out. Here on August 14th of the year, 2000, for WCW Monday Nights, where we're in a. Kelowna, British Columbia. Yeah, what? They're really where hey the man. fuck are they? Da 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 da. That's what Canadians say when when uh, uh, the shows in the U.S. are from like like Muskogee, Alabama, or like you know. I was like the I you know I'm fairly well at geography. I was like the fuck are they? <laughs> what kind of fake bullshit they just make up? <laughs> They're just making up places now. Well, we're somewhere in Canada. Uh, comedy. Uh, we're in Canada. <laughs> we're in. <laughs> fries with that. Well, commentary is one. Tony Schiavone, Scott Hudson, Mark Madden. We go straight to the ring as there's one Vince Russo with Tank Abbott. Well, this can be good. Holy fuck. They're both pacing around the ring. Vince, uh, Vince says it's deja vu all over again. Vince says what he did a month ago. Talks about Hogan being a... Uh, but. Talks about Hogan, but calls him a POS. Doesn't call him by name. Well, brother's lawsuit. But that POS, dude. Uh, Vince uh, says he's going to make ex- another example out of another POS, Goldberg. Uh, Russo showed up here so that he could fire one Goldberg, but Brad Siegel said he couldn't fire his ass. Um, so Goldberg uh, will get his ass kicked by one Tank Abbott tonight. So we have Russo calling out Goldberg. Russo says uh, Goldberg thinks that he can beat everyone. Commentary doesn't know. Uh, this is a point. Commentary is like, what are we doing here? What What's happening? What What can we do, say? What well, won't get us suspended or fired or sued? Goldberg come, uh, doesn't come out. Vince cut points to the camera. Go to break. So all of this is based off the fact that, I guess, Goldberg... At New Blood Rising, which you can listen to at NoSellEntertainment.com. Instead of getting jackknifed, he went in for business for himself and said, No, I'm good. And shoves Nash off and he walks out and he tells uh, Vince Russo to fuck off. So, as Corey's pointed out numerous times, Russo was literally redoing a storyline he did 26 days ago. <laughs> yep. Cool. I've never seen a guy in this business, and this is saying something. Who likes the smell of his own farts that much? I mean, Jesus, dude. <laughs> right. I mean, I was like, as soon as he started talking, I was like, you fucking have got to be kidding me. Nope. 
Uh, it works, bro. So Eat. we go to com- we come back and we have Vince Russo grabbing a headset, telling him to show the fight, tell him to show it. As we look, really, because what I saw was a death metal singer screaming his fucking guts out. You know those death metal guys bend over and they're just like, yeah. ah, John, I'm, I'm ready for your breakdown. This. All time blood and guts, brutal assault. Well, we have a choreographed fight oh, okay. between Goldberg and Tank oh, Abbott. As you. Goldberg came out during the break, that's because uh, in a shoot, Tank would beat the living fuck out of Goldberg. <laughs> it's so. pandemonia. Keep that up. It's all that pandemonia, <laughs> and it's just like, um, what? It's, it's like, like he threw him into the guardrail. Oh no! I was like, this is the lamest thing they couldn't show live I've ever seen. Right? In my like, life. One of these dudes pulled a knife on a guy. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> salad tongs. He's like, show it, show it now. And I'm like, this is gonna be. Oh really? Like, oh, yeah. Just, that's just, just like okay. okay. Right. Um, Goldberg puts Tank in an armbar, and Russo uh, flips him off. Uh, Russo runs over the t- uh, table and tells him to cut it. Um, out. And we <laughs> cut it out as we. Uh, 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 there's a spot where Goldberg uh, clotheslines Tank and goes over the announce table, and Russo runs behind the commentators. Goldberg flips the table, and this is when Tony's like, so I was like "Well, I'm done. This. I'm done." And he leaves. Yep. I don't blame him. He's probably just thinking about his actual contract. He's like, "Can I just leave? <laughs> Would they yeah. notice?" Yeah, no, they no. might not. Uh, so yeah, we cut it, and then we come back, and was, you know, so that pandemonium, like, what just happened, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like you hear Tony Schiavone pubbing their sponsors, just like. Tonight's tonight's episode of Monday Night Show is brought to you by, you know, Pepsi. And it's like, yep. why are we really? Th- we just had mass chaos for ten minutes, right? And we're coming back, and we're like, your commentating team just left. And what do we do? They're sponsoring an ad on the way back in. That's because if Vince Russo had his way, there would be ending credits at the end of the show with Disco Inferno, played by Glenn Gilberti. Yeah, Roy Mysterio, played by Oscar Gutierrez. I mean, that's that's what it would be. Like he thinks it's a TV show. Uh, commentary br- by William Goldberg. Commentary yeah. brings up that Russo uh, told the cat to make a rematch for the number one contender of Kevin Nash and Scott Steiner because Goldberg left the match last night, which had no bearing on the income. But, but sure, why not? Okay, because Nash pinned Scott Steiner clean as a sheet, right, right. in the middle of the. Not room. really sure why we wanted a rematch, but sure, but let's go with that. But he's, yeah, he's off his fucking rocker, so he's, just, he's done. Also, Jeff Jarrett gets a last chance match, uh, and he gets uh, another title match. Of course he does. It's like they figured out that. Of course he does. The only time Booker has really good matches is against Jeff Jarrett. Ooh, <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I agree. But this is the last time. This is the last time. Until Thursday. Until yeah, right. yeah. So let's go to our first match tonight as it's Shane Douglas with Tori Wilson. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought you were going to say Shane McMahon. Shane like, McMahon. What? A couple months earlier, we? <laughs> Shane Douglas. Ha <laughs> ha! With. With one Tori Wilson uh, versus Billy Kidman, who uh, with Big Vito. So, gentlemen, Mm. yeah, I I don't understand. I need help, Corey. You're going to have to say that a lot on this episode. No, no, this is a this is a good thing. Okay, how is it possible for Tori Wilson to get hotter? Because she she did. When she's wearing a cowboy hat. I was right? like, oh, I was like, my God. I was like, ba, what a ba, baby. Goddamn. Jesus. I was just going to ask her if she'd mind doing some boot scooting boogie with me. Woo. Yeah, it worked for me, too. My God. You know, because she knew, because her and Trish knew each other on the personal, the, the fitness model the f- yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. And she's like, I'll try that hat thing you do. 
And my God, I'm that glad she did. Pulls it off better than Trish. Pulls it off better than Trish. So oh. Douglas comes out first and says he's not done with Kidman. Oh, fuck me. Douglas says that <laughs> Reno guy wants a piece of Kidman, too. And well, he'll Carson be here all... There, he's, and he goes... You be ours all night long. I'm like, what? Do you no, think? Uh, no, Kidman showed the video. You can't go all night yeah, long. Yeah. Do you think what what when the look that Reno has is what Paul Heyman thinks he looks like with a ponytail? Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Re- Kidman comes Absolutely. out, brings out Big Vito. It's an all-out brawl. Yes, yeah, an actual brawl, like yeah. the, the first brawl. Tony brings up that a lot of everyone's feuds nowadays are all about a woman. So just the belt. Uh, Reno and Douglas. Yeah, because that first, the, how you kicked off the show was over a woman. Well, Russo, Russo, bro, he's a little bitch. And I'll fairness by the end of Paper the night. bitch. That re- by the end of the night, that feud is about a woman. So goddamn it. Yep. There uh, it is. That Reno d- guy and Douglas double team Vito while Kidman does a uh, double crossbody off the top rope. TRG. Uh, that uh, that Reno guy hits crossroads. They call it the roll of the dice, but Ugh. Vito breaks Push up the pin. Reno, get it? Yep. They gamble there. Kidman hits a mm. short, short pop up power bomb. Kidman goes to the top rope, but Douglas trips him. Vito then hits the big elbow for the win as Douglas was just hiding. Okay. Fucking Vito just keeps getting wins. Yep. I, don't, I, I mean, I know why, because you know, <laughs> he's boys with old fuck nuts, but yeah. doesn't um, uh, deserve it. I'm like, this is a fast like rise here. Can we, can we please move Kevin to anything else? Anything else. I mean, just anything else. I mean, you would hope so, but I have a feeling they don't. My God. This, this is sucks. the last feud Kidman does, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it just goes until March. They're still fighting. They're still feuding today. Uh, Douglas gets some handcuffs from Tori and try to handcuff Hello. Kidman, but oh. Vito stops well, him, and Vito and Kidman handcuff Douglas, and they double-team Douglas until that, uh, and then double-team that guy, Reno, until perfect main event, Jindrak and O'Hare all come out wearing matching jeans as... Uh, First of all, uh, white bread is what, what you call them, sir. White bread. Well, I mean... It was matching jeans, but it was 2000, so yeah. they all had those white flares at the bottom. As they uh, attack Vito and Kidman, commentary doesn't know what the hell is going on. As Madden goes up, well, these team, this uh, four guys are sponsored by Levi. Uh, <laughs> but then those four guys sponsored by Levi take Reno, that guy Reno, with them. What the hell is going on? It's almost like they're taking all of the new guys and putting them in a group together. That's what it looks like. Like oh, the like. new blood. Uh, we go backstage yeah, with the cat. He doesn't dare use that name again. Uh, the cat and filthy animals as Disco's trying to put a tape in, and but cat throws it away. <laughs> filthy animals want to keep working with the cat. They want uh, so they get him him assistant Mrs. Jones. Hello. Then we see David wearing the same clothes, looking distraught. Me. Don't know what's happening. As Major Gun shows up, Mrs. Mrs. Jones. I did. I sang that karaoke. That karaoke at the bar. <laughs> That's that a I tough know. one to sing, man. I didn't know the song, and I fucking <laughs> I tried. Uh, David's walking. I sang walk- tequila's karaoke. Oh, that's amazing. I love that <laughs> one. Just stood bad. there. Dun, dun, tequila! Uh, you bastard cheater. I would love to, uh, That's my go-to now. Um, <laughs> David's walks in the arena, distraught, still wearing the same clothes. Major Gun shows up. Is she okay? And, uh, that's what this I know. is the it's, worst fucking acting I have ever seen what is happening with in her? my life. But David just ignores her and walks away. I'm a lifelong pro wrestling fan. I've seen more than my fair share of bad acting. This was the worst. You know you want me. <laughs> right. That's up this, there. This is the worst. That's up there. But speaking of worst, we get photo steals from New Blood Rising, Miss Hancock and Major Guns' uh, mud wrestling match. Rip off the camouflage, baby. Uh, then David goes to the ring as we get a David Flair promo as he's rambling about he just wants to know if she's hmm. okay. Wants to know if she's okay. Um, then... 
they cut to Major Guns crying as the MIA don't give a fuck as they're in the back playing they just cards. completely ignore her. She doesn't mean a fucking thing to those guys until I it's mean, time to flash your titties. Gun says I she's going to go check on David. Do you David, blame him? No. David just wants to know what's going on, like all of us. Uh, Gun comes out and says that he's sorry. Don't let me in there with that. I don't give a fuck. Like we all do. Gun comes out and says that she's sorry. Uh, she feels that like her fault, and David's like, "What'd you do? What did you do?" Yeah, then he turns into abusive boyfriend. Like uh, he channels Macho Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> the summer of '97. What'd you do? He and was then, like calm and weird, but a little like worried to like just abusive piece of shit in like two seconds. So the storyline is he has bipolar disorder. That's the yes. storyline. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then Stacy Keebler, so Miss Hancock, the career arc. Comes out and that says that she's pregnant. No, she totally fucked this up. Yep. There is no way the script has her just come out and blurt it like she did. Like, no, he was barely turned around. Well, no, she so he was. Like, he was on. Was he on a knee, or was that later in the week? Later. later. Okay. So I, uh, I'm glad, Joe, you picked up on all of that because I couldn't hear a fucking thing because the announcers wouldn't shut the fuck up during somebody cutting a promo. Well, yeah. I'd rather hear I still, them than the I fucking don't. David Flair. I don't give a fuck if the promo's bad. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Uh, Jesus Christ, I wanted to mute the fucking TV. She gets in there and just goes, oh, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, there's no way that's how that was supposed to come out like that. Yeah. Also, um... I'm not sure they know how pregnancy works. It's not how you... It's called science. ...have... Anyways. Anyway, she we... Actually, con- she had a miscarriage at the pay-per-view. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> then thought, we oh, Vince Russo loved that Terry Reynolds promo, so he's going to do it again. We come... Uh, we go to commercial, we come back, and uh, we see the the two soon-to-be parents... Uh, making out. Making out. Let's go to our... our it's not happened the first time, guys. Let's Calm go down. to our second match of the night, as I'm going to call it tonight. I'm surprised. The night, night of rematches. I'm surprised in this company they didn't make out, then look at each other and go, hey, let's quick. Let's go in that broom closet and try for twins. Swerve, bro. <laughs> new blood rematch. <laughs> as it's another yeah, new blood rematch Nitro, as it's going to be um, Lance Storm versus Mike Awesome from the Canadian Heavyweight Championship. Oh, look, the good match from the last four. All right, so. <laughs> it's like, why is. Storm Mom, says. Stop. Rematches from the pay-per-view. Storm set comes out, says that he's happy to be uh, home. Cat comes out wearing I mean, a ref shirt. He gets a pop, Doc. Yep. <laughs> Where's a ref shirt? Cat tells the crowd to kiss his black ass and how many fat people are here that he's seen. Cat uh, says that this match won't have anything to do with anything with the International House of Pancakes, Canadian rules. Cat <laughs> uh, says that Storm will be facing awesome and he has a special guest referee. And it's the cat because he already revealed the shirt like, as he walked in the ring. Uh, I don't let that get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> about that. Um, so uh, Storm runs down. Storm uh, hits a drop kick and makes the cover, but the cat is uh, takes his time for the pin. Awesome hits Storm with a chair and does the splash in the ringside, and Awesome makes the cover, and the cat makes a normal pin attempt. Uh, awesome hits a running powerbomb, but Jacques Rougeau runs down and knocks the cat out of the ring. Awesome is going to powerbomb uh, Jacques, but Carl Roulette comes in and attacks Awesome. Jacques and Carl do double team the double team move of when Carl does the front fl- uh, the flip off the shoulders of uh, Jacques. Yeah. Cat uh, comes in, attacks them both, and uh, is about to kick Storm, but Elix Skipper comes in and attacks the cat while Storm is in the Canadian Maple Leaf. Carl makes the. Uh, uh, Storm taps. Carl calls the match. Your winner is still Canadian heavyweight champion, 
Line of Storm. What is going on with these Carl Coulette, or as we would call them nowadays, PCO? I, I call them persnickety Carl Coulette, just so I can call them PCO still. But no, part, you know, Carl Coulette, and apparently Ewick Skipper must have some Canadian blood in him. I don't know. More on that later. Yeah, like, hey. Old primetime player, Ewick Skipper. We come back from a commercial, and we have a Pamela with Storm and all the three guys as... Lance Storm. Hello. Wait, what? Pamela, it's not the first I didn't time. I see that part. Not the first time Pamela's been with three guys. Yeah. Uh, Storm introduces these guys as Team Canada. Yeah, he is. Uh, Damn right. Carl Grunet is the tough, one of the toughest guys in the world. Not so, wrong to shoot. Uh, he is now the Saskatchewan Hardcore Invitational, Invitational Champion. Champion. Well, that longer matters now. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Elix Skipper is now the uh, new... 110 kilos. 110 kilos, yep. The cruiserweight champion. Cat uh, shows up and bat, uh, with a bat and tells them that they're all defending their new titles. <laughs> Speaking of titles, let's go to our next match. What? Rematch from New Blood Rising for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Early in the show. Real early in the show. Third match of the show. Jeff Jarrett versus Booker T. Jarrett does not go for the knee. You think he would? Yeah, that storyline's over. Yeah, right? Yeah. Ma- he got magically healed. This is a new book. We finished that book last night, bro. Storyline's over, so needs, needs no problem. This is a new book. Uh, Jarrett puts Booker in the leg, uh, lo- a long, real chin, uh, real chin lock. It's almost a Randy Orton level. <laughs> Jarrett uh, uh, grabs the guitar, but Booker tries to hit uh, Jarrett with it. Oh, tries to hit the bookend, but Jarrett stops him. Jarrett with a uh, Booker with a Harlem sidekick. Booker picks up the guitar and decides, you know what? I'm the I'm the babyface, so I'm gonna smash the guitar over Jarrett. But Jarrett puts the ref in front of him, and Booker hits the ref instead. Classic. Booker goes for the pinfall, but uh, Charles Robinson comes out and is the new ref. Booker misses uh, another Harlem sidekick, but that's when Booker sells the knee. Uh, Jarrett hits the stroke, but then Goldberg comes out and pulls Jarrett out and attacks him. Goldberg throws Jarrett over the security guard that's behind the guard. He just yeeted the shit out of Jarrett. (laughs) (laughs) Then Goldberg grabs the mic and says, one down, two to go, and Russo is next. So should that make that three to go? Right? I think technically Russo is separate from the other two who are left. Oh, is that... Either that or Goldberg is not good at math. Also that. I'm going to go with that because that. Uh, he might have Goldberg ruin a pretty good match, by the way. Uh, what's new? Thanks. Thanks, guys. Point, yeah. Appreciate it. So, uh, you know. Well, you know. Well, guess that Jarrett Booker Jr. isn't over yet, so thank God for that. Well, I, I just... Uh, Jesus, fuck. Wait and see. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah. You know. Mm. Uh, we go backstage with Pamela with Scott Steiner and Medeja. Hello. Well, yes, please. Uh, Pamela yes, is please. asking Scott a question, but he sticks his finger in her mouth and tells oh. her to shut oh. your pretty... Uh, Joe, Jesus, I have heart palpitations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You can't see his feelings. Oh, he does and just tells her to shut her pretty mouth. You're, She's you're, too pretty to you're talk. too pretty to talk. <laughs> uh, Joseph. I was like, it's hey, not, It wasn't my idea mm. for uh, Scott to put his finger in her mouth. Yeah. Whoa, what? How times change. Right? Uh, and uh, he cuts a 
a classic Steiner promo. Do you have some of the verbiage here? I do not. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, Steiner says... Hitler writes down Ruse over it. Don't tell us every goddamn word Triple H spouts every week in a boring-ass uh, promo. Steiner says last night he saw fear in Goldberg's eyes, <laughs> and uh, he's a bitch. Steiner's going to shove his arm up Kevin Nash's ass and make him a puppet. There you go. Yeah, I, I wrote some I, of it down. That's all I asked for. Okay, the, the puppet, got it. Uh, our next match is Carl the Rave... That's Jesus. I mean, fuck. Corlette versus Norman Smiley. <laughs> Corey, why the rave? Is there any story to this? No. They when just I, pick two words. When I heard it, I was like, really? What, what, what? The rave. I mean, I know raves were all the thing in 2000, but... But um, honestly, that makes more sense for Tank, to be honest. Right? It's I'd for it's for the and it's for this match is for the hardcore championship, which Norman Smiley's like, I don't want the belt. I don't want this match. I'm done. He's like, no. No. Uh, Carl does a cannonball over the top rope. Smiley gets hit with a trash can. Smiley low blubs rave with a how many call him the rave with a mop. Smiley then hits Quote the, the rave nevermore. Yep, hits the big wiggle or as they call it the Saskatchewan wiggle. Uh, Carl then sets up the table in the ring. Carl hits a standing rock bottom into uh, like a power bomb, like picks him up and then like just power bombs him. Carl puts Did Canyon do that move. Mm-hmm. Carl puts Smiley on the table, but Smiley grabs the ref and gets up. They fight, and Carl does a cannonball through the table. But this, but Smiley was off the table. But with the impact of the table, it hit Smiley for him to fall down onto Carl for the win. I just want to point it out. Don't think that uh, it's a new gimmick, folks. <laughs> He's been doing it for thirty years. Uh, you're, go ahead. I would say your new heart, your new hardcore champion. Norman Smiley, and he doesn't want the belt. He's so like, Nor- take it back. Norman couldn't win a single match for eight months. Yep. And now he doesn't want the belt, and now he, he can beat somebody. That's that's cool, guys. Bro, it's funny. It's not. Swear, bro. Um, we're, we're laughing at you, Vince, not with you. <laughs> yeah, get it right. <laughs> we see uh, backstage the cat trying to find somebody who can uh, beat primetime Elix Skipper, and then we pan over to see one Queewee with his wife. Then we go to Pamela. Papaya. We go to Papaya. Pa- we go with Pamela with Kevin Nash. Nash doesn't understand why he has to uh, why he has to have a rematch. He won last yeah, night. Nash thinks clearly. Is. There it is. Nash says that he talked to Russo and Russo said that Scott deserved a second chance. Nash is like, well, who deserves a second chance is my friend, Scott Hall. Uh, since Hall couldn't can't get a second chance, Steiner won't either. The other thing Nash would be doing is if that uh, if anybody wants to see him in a match tonight, it would be against the champ Booker T. So if Booker T, uh, if you want to have a match, we can. If you don't, I'll just do something else. I'll vamp. Oh, okay. I find nothing wrong. With tune, tune into that. Yeah, it's not exactly gonna. <laughs> you know, it did make me go. God damn, I can't. There miss could that be a match, event. or there couldn't be. I don't know. But the logic is there. Yeah. I like the, the logic. I gotta do this again. I like the logic. I won. Who needs? Triple H had the same logic a few minutes ago. He was like, "Why am I gonna face the Rock again? I've already beat him. Why, right. am I, why am I fighting the Rock again?" Well, he was the challenger. It's beautiful. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's dead yeah. on. It's beautiful. Speaking of beautiful, photo stills from last night's New Blood Rising, oh, as it's the Chronic and the Filthy Animals. Our next match for the WCW Tag Team Championship: Ray and Hoobie of the Filthy Animals versus the Dark Carnival, Great Muda and Vampiro. Imagine, I'm just imagining Great Muda 1989 against 1996 Ray Mysterio. Unfortunately, that's and not I, what we get and here. I'll get. And I'll do 96 Hoovy, too. Yeah. We don't, 
Get that, there's give no me, year for Vampiro. Give me 2015 Vampiro and get this fucking music. I think we get uh, 2006 Ray against uh, 2006 Muda here. <laughs> Just thank God we don't get 2022 Muda. Uh, Chronic comes out and joins commentary. Oh, that's always a good thing. That's, that's, what, that's what we need. Charisma vacuum. Uh, Adam says that they aren't champion because those Harris brothers cost them the match. And all of a sudden, the Harris brothers come through the crowd and jump Chronic. And they fight through the crowd. It's the only time I've ever cheered on the Harris brothers. And, and I wrote right here, because they cut away to that, obviously. I was like, so I wrote the Nazis attack Chronic because, of course, we can't just have a fucking match on this goddamn show. No, of course not. I mean, fuck. Swerve, bro. Uh, Vampiro does a swerve if you do it every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just fucking pattern. Be a swerve if we had a clean match. Right. <laughs> <laughs> swerve, bro, clean finish. Clean finish. <laughs> you saw that coming. Uh, Hoovy hits a pop-up <laughs> dropkick to Muda and then does a springboard dropkick to Vampiro. Hoovy hits a bulldog. Muda Is it weird s- that still the worst worker in this match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? What's going on here? What's happening here? Muda sprays mist in the face of Hoovy. Uh, Muda with the dragon screw whip to Hoovy. Sting then runs down with a bat and attacks Muda and Vampiro. The lights were flashing and the ref still didn't see Sting yeah, so coming out. That. So the lights flashed, his music, music played. The ref was like, what happened? <laughs> who, who dis? <laughs> it's like, come, come on, man. New phone, who dis? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> then, uh, the fucking lights turned out. <laughs> Disco puts Ray on top of Muda for the win. Your new tag team champions, the filthy animals, Ray and Hoovy. What the fuck is going on here? I just... I, then, then we go backstage with the demon saying, Hey, Cat, I want a four corners match. Muda, Vampiro, me, and Sting tonight. <laughs> so it's a three on one. So cool. <laughs> so for, again, for the second time in two weeks, we get two great Muda matches in a night. Well, I was like, what is with booking Muda in multiple matches? You know what we need in 2000? Broken down Muda <laughs> wrestling all so, night long. There isn't any four of those people who need to be in the second match. <laughs> no. yeah. Not Vamp, not Muda, not Sting, <laughs> fucking yeah. not Demon. Well, Jesus. I mean, Sting again is he's he's done the best. He's like second night in a row. He's he's worked, but for like thirty seconds. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> uh, let's go to our next match as it's for the hundred kilograms and under title match as it's prime time. Elix Skipper versus Kiwi with Papaya. Kiwi tries to do a spear through the middle of the rope, so Tope Suicido, but Eli Skipper comes back into the ring over the top rope, and Kiwi spears himself through the, jumps through the ropes and hits the ground. Skipper uh, does a spinning crossbody off the top rope to the outside. Skipper does a move, and Tony's like, I've never seen that before. And this one, Madden's just like, <laughs> and Tony's like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Uh, I, I was with Tony here. I was like, Madden, Madden I've enjoyed you, but Jesus Christ. I was like, what is going on here? Madden was uh, to like the 11th. Then she's like, Madden is <laughs> feeling himself. Yes. He My is. God. Kiwi with a corkscrew short power bomb. Uh, Skipper pulls out a ring and hits Kiwi with it multiple times and then finally knocks him out and for the win. So wait a minute. So, so MJF studies the, <laughs> the Skipper <laughs> tape. Yep. So, so, Carwellette, just a jobber? <laughs> Every other. I mean, this guy I, wins his match. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. But I mean, you bring him in, you put him with this pushed commodity, you give him one of the belts, just like this guy, immediately loses against a guy who's been irrelevant for months. Yeah. yeah. And then this guy wins. Yep. Lance Storm won. Yep. I mean, every group needs a lackey. Not looking good Somebody's got to take a pin in that group. <laughs> and it's not primetime play at Elix Skipper. Not primetime Elix over. <laughs> Skip over. 
Skip over, baby. We're going to skip over. Skip over. Um, Jesus. After the match, Kiwi attacks the ref. Of course he does. We go backstage and we see Sting headed to the ring. But as he walks a feet, a couple feet further, Goldberg walks through a hallway and commentary is like, is he going to go after him? No. No. I mean, maybe with who's writing the show, maybe. But there'd be no reason to. He just, I don't know, he just spears Pamela out of nowhere. <laughs> Yep. I like so, uh, not would? that kind of spirit. Oh, okay. oh, damn. Our next match is a four corners match. A of special a special main event. Sting versus Vampiro versus the Demon versus the Great Muda. Yep, main event so, anywhere. Okay, hold on, hold on. So they say it's a four corners match. That, yeah. they, they just mean a fatal four way. Yes. Because mm-hmm. a four corners match is an entirely different fucking match. Well, that's what so, they call it, bro. Don't, don't you worry about that. And it's three on one, basically. Like, how the fuck is this going to happen? It's three on three on one basically, but then all of a sudden, like the demon goes down, grabbing his knee for like the rest of the match. So it's two on one. Sting so hits. It's no longer a main event. Or it's a special main <laughs> event. Uh, Stinger hits a stinger splash, and then Muda uh, then puts Muda in the Scorpion Deathlock. Vampiro grabs a kendo stick and is going to hit Sting with it, but Demon's like, "I got this." But then the Demon hits Vampiro with the kendo stick. Muda taps. Sting wins. Sting and Demon have a stare down. Vampiro. Uh, attacks Demon with the kendo stick. Sting tries to help a Vampiro attack Sting with the kendo stick. Vampiro and Muda take Sting to the back as we go to commercial break. Of course, Sting just beat an entire tag team by himself, so that's, a, that's cool, guys. I mean, in this instance, I'm okay with it because in this company, they have spent three years teaching us that Sting is at his best when battling 12 to 13 people. Shout out to Uncensored 96. <laughs> right. So, I mean, apart from the course, only three? That's easy. He beat off an entire NWO for a year solid by himself. Yeah. And didn't that range. No on pills. Didn't need no help. They have pills. Yeah. We come back from commercial, and it's Paul Bear standing over under, <laughs> under Austin. I mean, the mood is standing over Sting with <laughs> oh, okay. a pair of scissors. Then it's a knife, sir. Abdullah <laughs> Was it a knife? I don't know what it was. I think it was scissor tongs. Scissor tongs? Yeah. You just what? What? You just create this? Yeah. Scissor tongs? It, it, it's like it's, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be an infomercial a year for scissor tongs. <laughs> Joe's gonna be wearing that little headpiece. You ever seen Edward Scissor Hands? Like, oh. That's what it is. Scissor tongs. You may remember the slap chop. We got the scissor tongs. Yeah. Like, oh, shout out to Vince Offer. There you go. But uh, you're gonna like my nuts. The demon comes in and I guarantee uh, it. The demon comes in and saves uh, Sting by From being murdered by being murdered by attacking him with baseball bat. No, guys, he wasn't going to murder him. Oh, was it? Muda was going to choppy choppy pee pee. <laughs> Fitz going back to the. To I mean, he had an agency with scissors. I mean, it's, I mean, it writes itself. Hey, so I mean, look, let's look at it. We have a team of patriots from Canada mm-hmm. with an outspoken leader. Mm-hmm. Dude, that sounds familiar from something I just watched a couple Frustrated years ago. Frustrated is a goddamn word for it, <laughs> right? We got. Vamp and Muda just recreating Kane Taker storylines weekly. Is this like if Kai and Tai were demonic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a demonic Kai and Tai? Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we have the. I want Kai and Tai's juggles <laughs> so yes. bad. Hell now. yes. <laughs> we have all that happening. Then we go to the ring as Kevin Ash comes out with a. A sign or a poster box, but it turns out to be it's a giant cutout of one Scott Hall. So, why are they allowed to reference him so much? Because he's clearly not coming back. They're not supposed to. 
They're not, but Nash is. No, Nash is not supposed to. He's just going into business for himself. Checks out. And Mark Madden the same way. They're just going into business because they're buddy. They're they're got that's their over. buddy, and they got kind of fucked over, and he's ready to come back. Just and like, Jesus, the crowd, dude. The, the crowd chants, "We want Hall, we want Hall." Uh, Nash cut. Uh, people ask what Scott's up to, and Nash uh, p- wants to. Then he pulls out the cutout of Scott Hall, and then he interviews uh, the cutout, and the cut, uh, cutout says, "Hey yo, cutout had more charisma than half the people." Doing interviews now. Yep, there it is. Uh, Nash brings up, tells Hall that he's wearing an NWO shirt, and that died th- for the third time just recently. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Nash calls out, uh, does a survey. Who wants to see Scott Hall back? The crowd explode. Uh, and uh, if this is WWE, that mic goes dead. Yeah, way before they got to that. Uh, point. Let me tell you a story about Pe- this. <laughs> uh, people, or uh, who's here to see Scott Hall coming back, or who's who's here to see people holding Hall back so they can kiss his ass. Uh, Nash then calls out Booker T. Booker T comes out in street clothes. And then Steiner attacks Booker T with a steel pipe. Nash tries to help Booker, but Steiner attacks Nash. Goldberg then pops up on the Tron, calling Medasia a bitch for hanging out with one uh, Scott Steiner. And then picks her up like a jackhammer, but then the Tron goes out. We see Steiner run to the back, and Medasia's been put through. A table via the jackhammer. If you're going to fucking do the storyline, make sure you can show it on TV. Right. I'm sure she can take a bump. Stand- she fucks Scott Steiner repeatedly. She can take a bump. Standards and practices. like. So here, Corey. Yeah. A few months ago, you broke down using Steiner math why yeah. this, the jackhammer almost killed Hulk Hogan through a table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did Bodasia not turn into dust? <laughs> um, flotation devices. Who will be out longer? Fair enough. Medasia or Dross? <laughs> or Hulk Hogan? I'm guessing Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I'm just saying. Probably Hulk Hogan. Brother. So the guy who desperately wants to be a babyface again, you have a beat up a defenseless woman. Right. Put her through a table on your television. All right. Yeah, there's a babyface for you. Listen there, dude. Brother, brother. This was a tough watch. It was a this tough watch. was so much worse than New Blood Rising. This it was. fucking Nitro was terrible. This is one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Do you seen. feel good li- going into Fall Brawl? No. No. <laughs> you I'm going to no-sell that, dog. You probably shouldn't. I'm going to no-sell that. <laughs> yeah, that, this was a Since tough I, watch. This so, is a preemptive no-sell. Without <laughs> a spoiler, Corey, is there a War Games match? Oh, um, no. Not on the paper, you know. Not on the paper. It's on Nitro this year. God damn it. And because it's Russo, it's a war games, but it's that three-tiered son of a bitch they used for David Arquette and them guys. Awesome. So you don't even get two rings. Swerve, bro. <laughs> let's move on to Monday Night Raw and let's see if this is better than Nitro. Can't be worse. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie here. It hasn't started yet, and it's better than Nitro. There it is. <laughs> for Monday, we turned the channel. <laughs> for Monday Night Raw, August 14th, the year 2000, we're in Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, f- That's unfortunate. Fuck. That's unfortunate. Commentary team is one, JR and Jerry the King Lawler. Real quick, guys. What's your favorite thing about Rhode Island? I'll wait. We, we started the show off with a recap of SmackDown. The highlights of the main event of Triple H and Angle versus The Undertaker and The Rock. Stephanie coming down to check on Angle. Rock threatening to rock bottom her until Triple H comes out to try to make the save and gets beat up by uh, Undertaker and Rock. 
We start the show off with a uh, promo by one Kurt Angle. Uh, Angle uh, welcomed every, uh, himself to Rhode Island, the, the insignificant nothing state. He's not wrong. Uh, he says what Triple H did uh, to him was wrong, cowardly. Angle compares Triple H to Tanya Harding and Kurt's Nancy Kerrigan, and he wonders why him? Why, why? him? I was on Tanya Harding's team at that point. Shut Triple up. H has been being trying to sabotage Angle's uh, career since he's been in WWF. Angle says Triple H is jealous of Angle. In nine short months, Angle had accomplished more things than Triple H has done his whole time here. Here's my favorite line. In the Triple H first nine months, he was doing hog pin matches. <laughs> Love that line. He's not, he's not wrong. Love that line. It pains Angle that his friend Stephanie has to be around that loser, <laughs> Triple H. Jesus. Triple H comes down after he hears loser, takes the shirt off. He's going to go ready to fight. but you mean he sh- didn't dance on the way down to the ring? He didn't dance no, or pose. He he's, just like, he's just I'm going <laughs> to kick your ass. But he comes down, but Shane runs in and separates them both. Shane apparently ran from fucking Boston because he... <laughs> Took forever and was out of breath, right. dude. Because Shane has good cardio, and he just he could not get Mind his what breath. What the fuck was he doing before the show went live? Right. Somebody not telling him he was in the segment? He was on the elliptical, and they're like, Shane, you're up. What? <laughs> he fucking booked it and was out of breath. The way he ran, I was like, he did two huge lines of coke yep. and then got on the elliptical for 50 minutes. Uh, and then they're like, go out there, you're on the segment. Uh, Shane says uh, because of them bickering, Stephanie was almost choke slam, and then she was rock bottom by on last Monday. Uh, Shane says it's wrong of Angle to call Triple H a loser. Shane tells Triple H that Angle's a good guy, and Angle isn't trying to break up the marriage. It tells Angle that Triple H is one hell of a brother-in-law. I hate to admit it. <laughs> Shane uh, tells both men that they have to focus on one goal, and that one goal is the Rock. This brings out one Mick Foley. Uh, Foley says they touch that Shane's trying to bring the family together. It's like an episode of 30-something. Uh, Foley agrees that Triple H and Angle should be working together to take on The Rock. Uh, Foley then makes a tag team player. Angle. Kurt, it's going to be Kurt Angle and former WWF champion Triple <laughs> H versus the Dudley Poison, The Rock. Shane says that's not fair. Uh, Foley says, well, they have a partner. Someone who can keep them together, and that is one Shane McMahon. Foley then makes a stipulation. If either Angle or Triple H leave the match, they give up their spot in their SummerSlam match. I just liked him referencing 30-something. That was a nice callback <laughs> for, to the 80s. Jesus. Um, we go backstage with Ben Rawl arriving to the uh, arena, but he can't get into his locker room. But the door opens. It's one Chris Jericho as he jumps him. Je- uh, Jericho throws Ben Rawl in some type of glass frame, like a fire extinguisher or something. Something like that. Yeah. Breaking case Daniels being angry. Then moments ago, guys, what just happened with Ben Wall and uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Ben Wall and Jericho? Oh, to go? Uh, backstage, we see Ben Wall looking for Jericho. Shane trying to calm him down. Have you looked in your locker room? Yeah. <laughs> Shane's telling uh, Ben Wally he has to take it out on uh, The Undertaker. <laughs> okay. They have a match tonight. Uh, then we see Kai and Ty show him to APA. I guess they gave him a dark carnival. Yeah. I guess they gave him a bad uh, check and they want to make it up to them by giving them money and beer. Um, but not before Bradshaw gets slightly racist. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just Bradshaw being Bradshaw. Yeah, that's his own point. He's just no uh, finger in the ass. Uh, Kai and Ty wants to take APA out mm-hmm. on the town uh, for beer. I uh, wonder where they go, guys. <sighs> this is something that took place on Sunday Night Heat. Uh, let's go to our first. Corey's very excited. About let's where go this to our going. first match of the night, as it's Eddie Guerrero and Steve Blackman versus that's, with China versus TNA and Trish. That's Trish. fucking weird. It's a weird team there. <laughs> just there, there could be two more different people on Earth than Steve Blackman and Eddie Guerrero. It's like putting Tank Abbott and Queewe together. You want that Latino, uh, Latino uh, hardcore? You know uh, what? <laughs> I've seen videos like that. <laughs> it's better than what I was going to say, like Latino Blackman? Latino Blackman. Black there man. Is. <laughs> Latino Black Blackman. Black man. There it is. Seen those tapes. Um, Albert, <laughs> Albert drops Eddie on his knee multiple times. Shout and Rocco's Freddy. Then does a gorilla, uh, gorilla press uh, into a slam. Eddie uh, with a middle drop, uh, with a uh, drop kick to Albert. Albert rolls out and grabs a kendo stick and hits Blackman with it for Tess to get the win. Eddie breaks the pin, but the refs, the count still happens. It's like one of those things of one, two, three. Eddie then, you know, he breaks it up before the three, but they still say it's the three. It's yeah. the confusing ending. Uh, botched. I think you're looking for botched. Yeah. It's a botched ending. Botched, you say? Uh, we go backstage with Kurt waiting for Stephanie to show up and the outside pouring rain. Kurt has an umbrella. I mean, that's a dick move. I mean, if I'm Triple H, I get it. We see Triple H seeing this, and he's not happy. He's going to quit you. Uh, Stephanie shows up. Angle wants to thank Stephanie for coming back and checking on him. Uh, and then Kurt gives her a uh, kiss on the cheek. Ooh, snap. Then we see one mm. Triple H freak out. <laughs> he goes, liberty, liberty. <laughs> liberty, liberty. <laughs> then we get a promo for SummerSlam. The pro- here? <laughs> and then the promo does this. It's Kurt Angle versus Triple H. Also, The Rock is there. He's even an afterthought in the fucking commercial for SummerSlam. I mean... Oh, and The Rock. Then we get a moment ago... the greatest title, right? <laughs> then we get a moment uh, ago of what uh, just happened between Kurt and Stephanie. Of course we do. Then we see Stephanie walking backstage saying hi to everybody. And she Triple H... the balls work the shaft. Walks into Triple H. <laughs> and questioning if Stephanie or, or, and Angle are just friends. Well, no. he, he brings up what just happened, what she did with him on uh, SmackDown. You bone an Olympic nerd boy. Uh, <laughs> great line Stephanie, Stephanie says, maybe I shouldn't be here. And then Triple H's like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't. We go to the ring with the right to censor as they show the Godfather destroying Victoria. The, no, the good father. Oh, the good Godfather? The good father. Not the good father. The good father. The good father. the good wife. Yeah. Worse somehow? Yeah. Um, How? Paying back, uh, paying the receipt to Victoria somehow by destroying a table. Uh, as Victoria yeah. says, she's going to be suing them. That's a good call. They say that there are groups like them trying to find what's best for the youth of America. Steven says that they're going to go after the trio of the Hardys and Lita. Steven says that they want to censor Lita for having her underwear too high. And they show footage of, I think, it looks like a Sunday Night Heat of... Uh, Lita telling uh, Steven to get away as he's pointing at her high bridges. Yeah. Now, I'm torn here, guys, because, you know, my, Nat- my man, Steven Richards. You're Natalie yeah. Ambrilia? My, yes. I'm naked. <laughs> um, Steven Richards, my man, my man right? Weird, but, weird call for you to be naked on this show. <laughs> but Lita, you know, does it for me. So, 
Yeah, oh my god, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't know what to do here, Mike. Yeah, does she got it like that? <laughs> well, she got it like that. That's a nerve. <laughs> Lita and the Hardys come out, and I guess our next match is the Hardy Boys and Lita versus the Right Sensor members of the Good Father and Bull Buchanan. So it's three on two. Uh, just classic leader never wrestles. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, Jeff does a baseball slide into Steven. Back and forth match. Lita tags herself in. She hits a moonsault on the good father and then does a cross body to the outside. And then as she gets up, uh, Steven then super kicks her. <laughs> and then Le- uh, good father hits like, standing there. like a super shoulder breaker, like picks her up like a power bomb and then like drops her on his knee for the shoulder breaker for the win. After the match, Matt. Shoulder breaker, by the way. Yeah. Damn. That's a long... Shout out to 1972. I'm going to use a Scott Hall quote here. Damn, uh, did you get dirty digging that finisher up? Jesus Christ, the <laughs> fucking <laughs> shoulder breaker. Matt's fighting with the right sensor, but then Edge and Christian come in and concer- uh, going concerto Lita, but Matt saves her. Seems fair. By saving her, I mean, he is waiting for her to the moment as he's in the ring, waiting, waiting, waiting. He learned it from Jeff. Yeah, he's waiting, he's waiting, and then they back to do it. Then he dives and jumps. <laughs> and he yeets her out of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Yeet! And you forget, in the WWF, you can only save at the last possible second. Oh, they did. Uh, Edge and Christian. Also, why would you just, like, dropkick Edge and Christian? Just right, now. Attack them. Now, and if it's your girlfriend, why would you wait until her brain's about to be bana- mashed bananas before you fucking, yeah, I'm, I'm going to move you out of the way here. Or take the shot like a man, bitch. <laughs> Edge and Christian then beat up Matt and then decide to concerto Matt. It checks out. Did his brains explode? That's what happens when you t- when you uh, take the bullet for you. Oh no, sorry. Christian hits the kill switch on a chair on Matt. We go offside with You're APA. Prettier, first of all. We go APA with Kai and Tai and they're drinking. Taka wants to drink sake, but Bradshaw's like that's Japanese shit and we drink beer here in America. That's about right, right? I know that Saki would do it better. But, you know, uh, backstage, we see Stephanie uh, leaving, but Shane tries to talk I hate her out. Saki. Yeah, it's not good, but, but I, I like the, even out the fact that Ron Simmons at least is a cultured man who knows yeah. what the fuck Saki is. He expressed said, Saki, what? Yeah, no, no, you don't understand. Damn. He's uh, an ignorant fucking redneck. <laughs> but we have. Uh, uh, we see Stephanie leaving. Shane tries to talk her out of it, but uh, she leaves. How are JBL and Bubba Ray Dudley never attacked him? And Devon and Ron Simmons are like, what are these honkies doing? These fucking idiots. Oh, Devon and Ron Simmons were attacked him for a while in WWE. But there it is. But uh, yeah, no, uh, the gods never put Bubba Ray and JBL together because that's too much KKK in one place at one I mean, time. the Harris brothers exist. <laughs> yeah. Put all four of them together. We, uh, we get the third Reich. We get a recap of what just happened between Lita, Edge, and Christian. Then Edge and Christian come back to the ring to cut a promo. I don't like the phone. I was like, God damn it. Edge says that they're tired of uh, what's happening with them. The Hardys, the Dudleys, McFoley all ganging up on them. Edge shows a video of them being attacked by the Hardys and the Dudleys uh, on uh, SmackDown. Um, and McFoley, and they said how McFoley did nothing but just eat cotton candy and scratch himself. <laughs> Christian says that he wants Foley to stop it or there will be some extreme repercussions. Mick Foley comes out. Foley says he's seen the actions that they, they've it's done. He calls them ramifications. Ramifications. Yeah. Uh, what they've done to the Hardys, Dudleys, Kane, Dean Malenko, and almost Lita. Well, he also says it's true. He does eat the cotton candy and scratch yeah. himself. Uh, Foley says that... Uh, oh, yeah. He says... Uh, 
when they have been doing their uh, heinous acts, he has been scratching himself. So Foley says, at SummerSlam, the Dudleys and the Hardys cannot interfere with tables and ladders. Foley says it it would be hard for them to interfere because they will be in their match. As, As at SummerSlam, it will be Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys in TLC. As the segment ends with uh, tables and ladders and chairs. Oh, my. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my. So, we're getting a triple threat match at SummerSlam in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. I like the idea. I hated the segment. That's um, terrible. Because, uh, I mean, it was... I, it just needed to be truncated. It was Mick Foley doing a Vince McMahon... I have to explain every simple step of this like you're all fucking idiots, not capable of thought. Here we go. I also, it didn't make sense for Edge of Christian to cut this promo after they almost tried to kill Lita. They should have done this promo and then later tried to kill Lita. Yeah. The formatting didn't work. Yeah. It's a miss. Uh, we go backstage with Triple H. Uh, so hold on before. Hold on. Sorry. Fuck your format, Joe. Okay. So last October, right? Yep. No mercy. Yep. That the great ladder match yep. between the two. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to up the ante. Back in real time, do you gentlemen remember being excited for this? Because it's a uh, they up the ante a little bit with this match. It's funny you say that. Oh, because WrestleMania 2000 had these story three. time with database. It had these three in a tables match. Yeah, and a ladder match. I mean, it had tables in it, yeah. but it was a ladder match. So the obvious next step is to put more. I mean, Dudley's have tables. Edge and Christian use chairs. Mm-hmm. Put them all together. Makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely the right move. I was against it at the time. Mm. Only because oh I my. was like, let's have some different guys in the title matches, man. Is it always just going to be these three teams? Like, let's get something new up here. Well, you didn't know? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, what about right to censor? Or I, 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 don't, I didn't care. Does yeah. anybody knew? TNA and an actual title chance. Oh, I don't know. God forbid. Right? So, I mean, I knew it was going to be a great match. And I knew it was going to be, like, exciting and that's the right call. But I was just like, can we get some new fucking people in attack title matches? How do you feel now? Oh, it's the right move. It was absolutely the right move. And I don't remember. I don't remember how I felt about the whole TLC thing. I, it, I, I feel like at the time I would have been like, oh, that's just too cutesy. But it's a stroke of genius. Mm-hmm. It's a great way. I mean, tables, ladders, chairs. Fucking tremendous. Until they bastardized and made it a pay-per-view. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then put people in matches that don't warrant that gimmick at all just because they happen to be, you know, there. Um, but that's a different rant for a different day. And in 2000, it was a great idea. Uh, I want to say I was excited in 2000 for this. I was probably fucking stoked. Yeah. I think... The mind's eye then, it was, you know, everything's believable for me in 2000. You know, it's not the... Mark. I know. I, I'm Mark, yeah. But it's like the <laughs> the fact of it's these three teams and over... In my... In, I feel like this. Then it was them adding the stipulation of, okay, each of them get their three weapons. Yeah. It should be bonkers. The other part of me at the time... How do you guys feel about this uh, assertion in my... The Hardys were so hot in early 2000 mm-hmm. that I really felt 
they had a chance to make them like the Rock and Roll Express of this generation. Just the most over team, the you know tag title reigns, and they didn't do that. It all went to Edge and Christian as heels. And I love Edge and Christian as a team, but did they make a mistake? I mean, their their pops in early 2000 on Raws were not as hot as The Rocks or Jericho's, but hotter than anybody else's. I think they were in the wrong. Weirdly enough, they're in the wrong time frame. Yeah, if they had been, if they had been that over today, yeah, because they would have played more to the female audience and the kids. Yeah, they weren't playing to that though. They were playing to the cool, smart Alec, you know, dipshit heels like Edge of Christian. Plus, you know, they had the long blonde hair. They're good looking guys. They look like, you know, it's weird that I think this because they're one of the most over tag teams of all time, and certainly a Hall of Fame worthy tag team. The Hardys are. But I, but I almost <laughs> feel like it's a missed opportunity. As over, I mean, it is weird because you're not wrong, but they also weren't wrong with going at Edge of Christian, <laughs> right? It's weird, like, right? Who knew? Like, like they fuck, they didn't go with the Dudleys because that would have been a huge mess. But because Edge of Christian is an all-time great team, yeah. I mean, all-time you can't fucking argue great. It. Can't argue it. Even though they don't have the longevity the Hardys did, because they saw something in that oh, tall, gangly guy. Done. That uh, tall, gangly guy with a lot of teeth. Yeah, I see him as a main eventer. Looks like a Viking to me. I just hope we don't shove him to that place he doesn't like to go to. Oh, you think you know me? Let's go backstage. Of all time. <laughs> Triple H. Uh, Shane's talking, talking to Triple H about how unfair it is that the match against Foley uh, just made against uh, made for Edge and Christian. And Triple H's like, I don't care about that. <laughs> He has to worry Why about he? Just, he has I, he has to worry about Angle and how he can't stand him and it's Kurt's fault that Stephanie left crying. Uh, Shane tells <laughs> Triple H that uh, her life make me laugh so much. It's his fault. Even though you're the one that's even though you're the one that said you can yeah, leave. Back on his wife, what are you gonna do, yeah. man? Uh, Shane says he'll bring Angle back and they can uh, you know work it out. Uh, but he has to go with Ben Wallace. He's taking on the Taker. We see Tripper. Uh, we see Undertaker driving his motorcycle through the arena. You know, I mean, like Shane has too many people. Like at least Cornette's guys were all in the same fucking stable. Like, yeah. he's just fucking everywhere. He's like scattered everywhere. Like, like, Jesus n- Christ! None of them really have anything to do with the other one. He tried like, for a week and it didn't work, so they just yeah, he's, split him off. But he's like, got the weirdest stable ever. <laughs> Um, we get a recap of what happened two weeks ago with Big Show Choke Simon Kane through well, the SmackDown stage. So our next match. Well, then he rolled out and he was fine. Yeah, our that, third that part. Our third match of the night. It's Crispin Wall with Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker. Uh, that seems like a pay per view that we're just giving away for free in the middle of the first hour. Yeah, I don't know why this is happening. But okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know, Undertaker has to dominate first part of the match. Benoit hits a flying headbutt, but Undertaker kicks out. Undertaker goes for the choke slam, but Benoit attacks the knee. Uh, Undertaker goes for the last uh, ride, but Shane attacks Undertaker with a chair. Uh, Shane hits his flying chair shot. Uh, Benoit then puts Undertaker in the crossface. Kane comes out and makes the save. Kane and Undertaker pose, but then Kane choke slams Undertaker multiple times. That the last time he goes through the ring, leg gas, and then under then Kane drives off on Undertaker's bike. So uh, kind of, <laughs> you know, this it bothers me. That Benoit never works the arm. Right? Considering what his finisher is, he never works the arm. I've never thought about that. It drives me nuts. The knee thing works fine if you're a figure four guy or a scorpion deathlaw guy, but... I've never... Yeah. 
He never does it. He just slaps it in. So these two had a. It's a good match. These two. Um, hmm, almost like they should have saved it for right? a review for like a title uh, match. And, you know, these two were part of one of my favorite sarcastic troll tweets of all time, where uh, Scott Hall posted a picture of the three of them in the locker room in Japan back in the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. It's Scott Hall, Chris Benoit, and Taker, and he wrote me, Dead Man, and Taker. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Love that tweet. So, so like, hold on. So, I remember how I said, uh, kind of off topic, a couple months ago, offhanded, that Kane is just the the alternative, the standby, the whatevers. Yep. Right. Well, nothing proves that more than here, as he's now taking Big Show's place. Yep. Because Big Show was sent to OVW to learn how to lose weight. So now Kane, two weeks after being killed by Big Show. Shows up and just attacks his brother for literally no fucking reason. Well, I mean, he did murder his brother. That's true. And set him on fire. <laughs> so, I mean, there is always there is always a reason for Kane to attack the Undertaker, to <laughs> But be I like fair. that he just conveniently forgets it for months at a to time. Be fair. To, to be, be fair. fair. Well, I mean, you know. But here, he, is, he is mentally handicapped. Here's Kane, the other, <laughs> apparently the king of the utility players, just now just randomly just... See the, shoved into the feud. Is Kane the Mark Lemke of the WWF? Yeah, he's, yes, he might be. <laughs> so he's the sixth man. He just came so off the Kane just comes out of nowhere and just like you know what, brother, you put you made me go through the stage, brother. Payback time, yeah, brother. When you choke slime me through that cage, brother, that stage two weeks ago, brother. Oh wait, that wasn't me. Well, well, we go to the uh, Democrat Convention Center. Democratic. As Michael Cole's there, as we're we're, uh, registering to vote type stuff all over again, as Rock and China would be there, as Rock was at the Republican, uh, Linda has a uh, meeting with the board, blah, blah, blah. She was just like, you fucking liberals, go piss off. That was the whole meeting. In all fairness, Michael Cole did exactly what I thought he would do, and that's do the little little jab to let you know where the McMahon family uh, lies when he's like, we only hope the Democratic Committee gives us enough uh, uh, time as the Republican ones did. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. We uh, get a recap of what just happened with Taker. Thanks, then we, Seth. Then we, <laughs> yeah. then we see Taker uh, being pushing away help. As uh, He's too damn tough to get help. Yep. I'm an American badass. Just, ah! Ask, ah! Yeah. Okay, just ask Kid Rock. Uh, we go backstage for yeah. Shane, Benoit, and Angle. Shane talks to Angle, brings up uh, uh, the friend thing with Stephanie. As did you guys notice, like the guy back walking in in the locker room, he's like, "Oh, he like has to." Uh, he, like, he he comes in and goes, Hoop, and then walks away. He's a, in the, a little Road Warrior Hawk action yes. going on there. Um, Shane says that uh, work with Stephanie professionally don't ruin their marriage. Angle is questioning that as he uh, Angle says, uh, "Shane, you're questioning my integrity." As then, as Angle leaves, he basically leaves where the guy was at that walked in. <laughs> it's like, Ugh. um, calm down, We go off site with a couple guys telling Kind Ty to knock it off, or they're beat him up. APA stands up, and the guy's like, "All right, we're uh, we're we're good here." Uh, then we see the rest fixing the ring. Um, then Taz is out next as King cannot, uh, can't be at ringside because of what, uh, because of Foley. Uh, then we get moments ago of Lawler leaving during the uh, commentator, uh, uh, during commercial. It's announced that at SummerSlam, it will be uh, Taz versus Jerry the King Lawler. Is this Lawler's first SummerSlam match? No. 
Oh, I should make you guys watch that. SummerSlam 93, sir. And then, of course, SummerSlam 96 with Jake Roberts, and that was terrible. That's one of the all-time we'll, worst. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But 93 is one of the best. Brett? I love that. with a pa- It's Brett. Kiss my foot? No, no that's, that's 95. Uh, 95. But it's, so it's Brett and Jerry. But first, Lawler comes out after Brett's in the ring and has, he's on crutches and he's got every part of him bandaged up. And he, he, he does this <laughs> huge sob story about uh, he was in Detroit earlier in the day to help all the uh, poor, disadvantaged children get to SummerSlam. And he was on the bus with the nun and all the children and they got in a horrific car accident. And he, but due to that, he couldn't possibly wrestle tonight. And on top of it, Bobby Heenan's on commentary. He's like, you know, I heard something about this, Vince, but I didn't want to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, so he brings out his evil court jester, Doink, to wrestle Brett. And this is the good evil Doink. So that match is awesome. And then after when Brett wins, he comes in and hits him with a crutch and they have a match anyway. And the whole thing, it's like 40 minutes of the pay-per-view, but it's so good. Nice. Oh. So our next match is Taz versus Crash Holly. Speaking of not so good. But yes. Taz just walks over to JR and yells at him about where's his buddy at. Uh, Taz calls JR numb nuts, or should it should it be called numb face. You can uh, tell Vince personally has written every line Taz says in this video. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Crash walks over and slams uh, Taz's, Taz's face on the announce table. Uh, we have a match. Crash with a flying forearm missile drop kick. Taz hits an Alabama slam and then chokes Crash. Uh, Taz uh, ducks a clothesline and puts Crash in the Taz mission. After the match, Taz goes back to JR, says he owns JR. Crowd's chanting for Jerry. Taz then takes JR's hat off, hat off, puts it on. JR gets up. Taz shoves JR down and he falls onto the uh, chairs. Begins yelling at him. Jerry runs down, pulls Taz off, and punches him as then they are separated. Yeah. That's fun. I guess. I'm not going to complain about a Jerry Lawler Taz match in itself. It may not be like tops on my list to watch. But the fact that they're going to have a match is fine with me. But it's going to be peppered with all this Jerry shit. Yep. I'm like, you don't need and to. You literally could just have. It's going to have King that talk about sauce. how he came from that shitty, extreme, crappy wrestling. It's it's already built in. And he's not cutting it here, blah, blah, blah. Just do that. Yeah. So no. Jared's going to put his sauce on this match. But then Vince can't vigorously masturbate to Taz roasting JR with those lines about his face. As Taz is probably saying, that's JR. He's probably in the headset going, JR, you're going to cry. You're going to cry, little bitch. You're going to cry on TV, you little bitch. Yep. <laughs> uh, we go backstage with Angle talking it's himself. because I can see it. Right? Don't cry to yeah, your left eye, though, Andy. Don't cry part. to your right eye. It's a sad thing, brother. Um, we see Did you Angle- cry like that when your mom died? Jesus. We see Angle talk to himself about how he can't believe this. Joe shows up. That guy, Joe. Joey Legend, sir, that's you. That's your namesake. Joe says there's a rumor. put some respect on your name. I'm going to try. There's a rumor going around that someone wants to meet him in the parking lot in in 30 minutes. And Angle's like, who? And he's like, I don't know. Just guy who beat up Gonna beat up Shooter McGavin. Yeah, I will be honest with you. I'll be you in the parking lot. (laughs) I got depressed during this promo. Uh oh. Yeah. When he said in 30 minutes, and I realized there was still that long left in the show, I was like, "Fuck me." Longer because it's not (laughs) like longer than 30 minutes. God damn it! I legitimately got depressed. There's 30 (laughs) minutes to that, but there's also the main event and that they're in. So it's like, oh god. Uh, our next match is Rikishi versus <laughs> DX. Of course. X-Pac and Road Dog as it's a handicap match. Play them. 
X-Pac hits his uh, Bronco Buster. Road Dog does his punch combo. But Rikishi ducks and Road Dog punches X-Pac. X-Pac does a double shoulder uh, tackle on Rikishi. Rikishi gets up and does a double clothesline. Rikishi then does a double corner splash. Rikishi hits the stink face on Road Dog, but they show uh, X-Pac on the outside laughing. Uh, X-Pac then runs in, hits a spinning heel kick, and both Rodog and X-Pac cover Rikishi for the win. That's right. The two-on-one finally works. How is that legal? The stink face? No, the two-on-one pin. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't. It's not legal. It's but attitude era, folks. Um, This is terrible. Uh, Rikishi slid safely down the card. Just break up the fucking team already. My God. Uh, <sighs> DX attacks Rikishi until... T- SummerSlam? Yes. Like, fuck. DX versus Rikishi uh, takes on takes out Rikishi until Too Cool comes out and makes the save. After the match, they have to dance. Um, we go back to the Democratic National Convention as Michael Cole is interviewing Linda as they announce that WD has, WF has registered over 10,000 votes. That's right. 10,000. That's no lie. They don't know how to boost their numbers. That's just the arena's exercise. That's not actually not terrible. Yeah. Let's just say, Michael Cole, we are proud to announce that as of this uh, night, we have registered 93,173 people to vote. So suck it. <laughs> Smack down your vote. Uh, uh, we go backstage with Triple H getting ready until Joe comes in, tells him, hey, in 10 minutes, go meet somebody in the parking lot. Triple H wants to know who, and Joe's like, I can't say. But Triple H thinks it's uh, Stephanie. And Triple H threatens Joe saying, uh, if this, if it's not who I think it is, this is the last thing you be doing around here. Uh, we are co- we, commentary brings up that they're still making TV guides as this this time covers Rikishi, oh. Miss Kitty, Jericho, and Angle. I don't even remember this round. of it's like t- TV guide. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Is that the, still a big deal? <laughs> still a thing. It was yeah. very much a big deal until... Um, I remember the Goldberg the Boston cha- the one. The TV uh, station network. I mean, they were, they always had that, but really until digital cable and satellite became big dominant, like in, I don't know, 2002. I mean, I used to watch TV Guy Channel. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Somewhere around 2002, three, somewhere in there, it became like way less important. TV Guy Channel was fun until you missed the channel. Then you're like, fuck, I got to go back through what I was looking for. Uh, we see uh, Kurt Angle in the parking lot. Let's go to our next match. It's for the Intercontinental Championship, Chris Jericho versus Val Venus. Val wearing white trunks and white boots as Jericho makes the, a 1980s joke about him breaking them out. He broke out the white boots. Uh, mm. Val reverses a sleeper hold into a, pa- a powerbomb. <laughs> Jericho with a back elbow from the top rope. You mean Judas Effect? Yep. Jericho hits the Bulldog and Lion Assault on Val, but Benoit runs in and stops the match. Jericho's uh, going to put uh, Benoit on the walls of Jericho, but Val clotheslines Jericho. Benoit um, picks up Jericho and drops him over the top rope. Benoit then kicks Jericho while the refs try and break uh, break him up. Keep shoving uh, Benoit keeps shoving the refs away. Benoit leaves, then runs back down and puts Jericho in the cross face. I'll be honest. I was like, uh, Jericho's winning the title because with this, with in my head of with them going back to Jericho and Benoit, I'm like, ah, they'll probably put the title on someone to spruce up the feud, but I guess not. Uh, we see backstage uh, uh, Triple H walking up to Angle outside, and they're uh, 
they're arguing with each other until Triple H shoves Angle out of the way as a limo comes between them. So, multiple thoughts. One, I was like, who's coming to meet him? Yep. But then I was like, wait a minute. You can't hit him that bad. You just saved his life. Yeah. Uh, K-Fabit, brother. King thinks it's Stephanie. (laughs) We get that promo again of uh, Triple H versus Kurt Angle and The Rock's there. We're shown that Triple H, uh, we're shown the limo, and we're, we're told that Angle and Triple H are inside the limo. Tag team stuff. We go to the friendly tap off site as Funaki's passed out. Yes. Taka shoves Bradshaw too hard and makes fun of uh, him hitting his head on the Budweiser light above the pool table. Bradshaw tells him to leave. Taka picks up Funaki, but Funaki vomits on them. <laughs> APA then lifts Taka up in there and breaks the light over the table. And crashes it on the table. Farouk then tosses Funaki in the jukebox. And then Bradshaw throws a pinball machine onto Taka. So, hear me out. So, I know Corey loves these segments. His favorite segments of all time. Right? Is Tim White's bar correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but imagine you're one of the regulars, right? This is just your local bar. You're like, again, <laughs> I have to fucking be while they're doing this stupid shit. Can I just have a fucking beer after work? I just laid shingles for eight fucking hours. Can I please not do this tonight? Don't go on Mondays, brother. I uh, fucking. I, cr- I mean, for sure it was pre-taped Sunday. I'm sure yeah. I do this on Monday. I concur with your thoughts. I was. I don't remember them going to this well quite so fucking many times. Oh yeah, I, I don't th- remember this. But I was like, fuck it, again. When Jesus. they when they show the highlights throughout the years, you think it was like three times, but like we're like. We're like fifth or sixth like, so far. How did they not have Booker T and Steve Austin just fighting at every fucking local fucking grocery store right? for six months? And I feel like th- we ha- this is not the last time we're going, so I feel like there was like another like four times. So like overall, I like the APA. Yeah, they're fun. It's a fun gimmick. However, this particular thing they keep doing every time is making me hate it a little bit. Yeah. I'm this close, this close to being just, like, you know what? I'm a chronic guy now. Stay in the back. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> you have the door. That what? gimmick is fucking awesome. Just do that. That's great. It's like too many times. We go to WWF New York as Al Snow's there. Hold on, hold on. Okay. And if you're Tim White's church, you're like, again? <laughs> Maybe stop letting these fucking people at your bar. <laughs> yeah, right How about that? <laughs> get this get the security. Wild West. Come like, what's on. going on out here? Jesus, you have bouncers, you fuck nuts. <laughs> Right. Uh, I'm, I'm applying logic to an illogical world. And this Al Snow thing is, is, is embarrassing and cringe. Uh, we go Al Snow, oh, New York. He asks Head who's their favorite, who Head's favorite wrestler is, and Head says it's Kurt Angle. He asks a couple fans. One says Stone Cold, but the other one says his favorite wrestler is Al Snow. And then fans like, hey, where's my 20 bucks? And Snow's like, you'll get it later. You'll get it later. <laughs> uh, earlier tonight, we see Kane choke slamming Undertaker through the ring. We go backstage and uh, Triple H and Angle exit the limo, and it's one with one Vince McMahon. Vince uh. asks uh, if he made himself clear. Vince doesn't care who's the champion. Vince says if Stephanie calls him crying again, Angle and Triple H don't want to be uh, in the WWF next time he has to show up. Vince wishes them well in their match and asks them to look out for Shane. Uh, then we see that Rock and uh, Dudley's headed to the ring. So Vince is back? Uh, I thought here. I hated this. Not that he came and had the come to Jesus meeting with the two of them. That's fine. It makes sense in the storyline. Yep. It's, again, trying to make logical sense and illogical. 
I may not be Joe. I may not be good with maps. Yeah. He, However, he does know maps. Even if Stephanie calls him crying, what was like 22 minutes into the show? Mm-hmm. And let's say he's in Stanford. I know Rhode Island's fairly close, but there's no way he's going to get on a plane, get to Rhode Island, get in a limo, and make it to the arena to talk to them right before their main event title match. Is there, or tag match, is there? No. Stanford to Providence is two hours and 15 minutes. So, no. Like, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, really? I mean, no. Took me out of it right away. Yeah. Which sucks, because I think the two of them being assholes and Stephanie having enough and making dad's uh, trying Making uh, dad come and talk makes all the sense. Would have made sense world. for a SmackDown. Yeah, would have been great. Yep. But this took me straight out because I'm like, that's, that's what was he, Doctor Who's got a fucking Time Lord, he's got a TARDIS. Was he got a flashlight? Yeah, he's got that goddamn TARDIS right behind the limo. Just pops out. <laughs> the big red retardus. <laughs> he pops out of Kane whenever he goes time traveling. <laughs> well, <laughs> spread them cheeks, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it now. <laughs> I broke Mike. Imagine Vince crawling out of Kane's ass like Ace Ventura and when nature calls. <laughs> Only with the suit on. He's like, God damn it, pal. But it's clean. <laughs> yeah. Not dirty at all. Not dirty at Not all. Not a hair out of place. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my favorite image of the night now. <laughs> Should we go to the main event? Sir. Joe is so tired of our shit. Why not? <laughs> uh, our main event is Kurt Angle, Triple H, Shane McMahon versus the Dudley Boys and The Rock. Hmm. A, the Rock, huh? It's a yeah. weird main event. The Rock's here. It's like WWF has gone out of their way to be like, oh, so you're you're uh, booking your world so champ like nothing, huh? Who's had a better title at Booker T or The Rock? Hold I'm going to argue Booker T, by the way. <laughs> Hold my goddamn beer. <laughs> We're going to make The Rock invisible. Also... <laughs> Got that going for them. I I like the Dudleys being with Edge Christian and the Hardys. They don't belong with The Rock. What the fuck are we doing, dude? Come well, on. it's because they were over, but they were not over. The table was over. Right? It should be just The Rock and a couple of tables <laughs> yeah. taking on these guys. <laughs> um, Shane with a flying clothesline to Bubba. Bubba um, hits the Bubba bomb on Shane. Nobody tell Bubba I said that. Yeah, right. Uh, Triple H and... Uh, <laughs> Triple H and uh, Angle argue on who tagged in. Rock tells him just to just bring it. Rock gets a hot tag and lays all three men out. Bubba goes for a body slam on Triple H, but knocks the ref out. And then he's out for the rest of the match. Uh, Dudley's hit the flying headbutt and then sets up some tables on the outside. Rock throws Shane to the outside to the Dudley's. Bubba attempts to powerbomb Shane through the uh, table, but Edge and Christian come out and hit them both with chairs. Rock comes out and lays out Edge and Christian, but Shane attacks the Rock. Rock goes to hit the rock bottom on Shane, but Triple H breaks it up. Triple H and Angle double-team the rock. Angle hits the Olympic slam, and Triple H pedigrees the rock. Pedigree. And that's how we end Raw, as we end Raw with Angle and Shane beating up the rock. Nope. So, guys, where's the bear show? Oh, Raw. Raw. Jesus yeah. Christ. I actually didn't mind most of Raw. Most of Raw was a pretty good show. Uh, it's about a half and a half for me. I'm I'll, I'm a little different from you guys. I'll admit it, and I didn't think this would happen. By the way, my rose-colored glasses. You know, I didn't think <laughs> you and, I'm, you I'm and getting, Christian, huh? <laughs> getting a little tired of the uh, Kurt Angle Triple H stuff. Not in uh, t- and not in its entirety. I just feel like it's. You know, I'm ready for SummerSlam. Okay, this is. Uh, let's get to it. I could have more of this. I love every second of it. It's so good. And then. Um, 
the APA actively made me hate most of what I saw. Yeah, uh, I, that's not good. I didn't like the Kane turn because, again, it's just like, well, we changed course and uh, fuck, let's turn Kane again. So who's turn word? Kane or Big Show? Yes. That fucker's always turning. Right. Well, well. He turned because of Big Show. God damn it, Big Show. Big Show's turn two weeks ago necessitated Kane's turn now. They can turn together. God damn it. But we're going to turn to the ratings. Uh, last week, WCW got 2.5, where WWF got 6.3. This week, WCW got 2.4. Oh, good. They went down. That's helpful. Well, WWF got only a 5.9. Oh, they went down those two. Uh, it's, Olympic. it's Olympics. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, they're, I mean, the race, next two weeks are going to blow. I was like, then I'm kind of, did it just start? or It should have just started. Yeah. Because yeah. that doesn't seem like a big enough drop. You know, it should have just started. Um, yeah. So the next two weeks should be fucking brutal. Mm. I can't imagine how bad that SmackDown rating is going to be. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, boy. Okay. The Summer Olympics started on September 15th. September 15th? Yep. Why were they so late? And end Sunday. No. Summer Olympics 2000 began Friday, September 15th, and ended Sunday, October 1st. Why are they so late that year? Um, well, they were in Australia. Oh, maybe they moved for weather. Maybe it's like too, too hot then. Terribly hot in the summer in August. It might have been. It's below the equator. Um, maybe. It's way off. That's so late. Yeah. Never mind then. They just sucked. All right, got it. That threw me <laughs> off completely. Yeah. Um, I was trying to see if I could find out why. So the so Summer late. Olympics ended on October 1st. Well, hold on. Four weeks before the election. Yes. Yeah. Which is in November. That's the Summer Olympics. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. They also ended roughly three weeks after fall began. And almost. Uh, ended in the middle Halloween. of the baseball playoffs. The and Summer had, Olympics. <laughs> the last day should have been on Halloween. They all, when they come out and do the celebration, they're Jesus on costumes. Christ. But let's go to our favorite part of the show. It's the awards show. Let's start off with best match. Uh, I went Jarrett and Booker until Fuck Nuts came in and rent it. That's exactly what I had. Same. Uh, Jabroni match of the week. Sting versus the Dark Carnival. Yeah. <laughs> Although I got to give Steve... Credit. No one has figured out how to maximize working and taking a day off at the same time. Sting is like quite like Sting Paul is. Nash, you might have better contracts. <laughs> I work less. Yeah. Try that. Um uh, Rikishi versus DX. That yeah, sucked too. That's fair. That's fair. Uh who's your uh, MVP? Triple H for me. For uh making the angle make so his whole cry. thing was coming with the angle and then he was still stood tall over the rock at the end. I'm going to go the other side of it and go Angle. I thought he was hilarious. Yep. I thought his stuff was great. They were both, they were both really good here. Guess we were wrong about this game, Corey. Yeah, as I, I take back my earlier <laughs> assertion. Uh, I'm going to go with Triple H because I thought yeah. the, the, the one line of him going, and Angle made her cry and leave. I thought that was funny. Uh, who was your motive? Mine's, uh, my, can I go first? Sure. Mine's Mark Madden. That's I fair. could not. That's fair. I could not stand him bad at all. It's not a bad pick. I him yelling the whole like, the, like the time when he yelled in the match with Skipper, and then like Shivani's like, "Shut the fuck up!" 
Like, that was me, like, the entire night for Madden. Mm-hmm. He was just, it wasn't good. It was going to be the APA in Kayantai. But uh, upon reflection, it's The Rock. Ooh. Ooh. He was great in everything he did tonight. But you're not wrong. I think I would say Booker's had the better, better title reign of the two. And his is not good. No. like it's not a good thing to say. How can you, during your, your hottest period with your other big star off, how can you give The Rock the world title and then cool him off? Well, I have a theory about that. Yeah? What? Uh, Somebody might be getting close. What? Coming back, brother. What? Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. He don't need that competition, dog. <laughs> That's true. Because uh, uh, he may not like how that crowd survey goes. You know what I mean? What? That's that's not a bad point. Okay. So I never thought of that. <laughs> uh, mine ties into my what the fuck, so I'll just launch into mine. Uh, it's Vince Russo. And that he has completely fucking lost all control and all credibility. This is fucking terrible. Talk about a man who has no impulse control. This is so bad. Like We were looking forward to the chaos that was 99 WCW. He has not only recycled that same chaos 16 fucking times, he is now redoing a work shoot storyline that got them a lawsuit. They eventually lose. Yep. Good job, Vince. He reminds me of the uh, the monkey who, in his cage, can press a button to get a shot of morphine. In outbreak, and he just no. keeps fucking pushing that button nonstop. God damn you! Just trying to get you know, just trying to ah, until he just yep. fucking drops dead. Yeah, that's Vince Russo. Um, what WTF? That was mine. I lost end of mine. That was your, he was your mower dip. No, he said he wouldn't last. Oh, calm. So he can Mix. mold into. I was going to say my WTF. He doesn't pay attention to me. Yeah, my yeah well, he doesn't pay attention to me. <laughs> I try not to, guys. Uh, my WTF is the Vince Russo shoot bro. And then it's combo with that. And then also somehow the uh, maybe a miscarriage has led into a pregnancy for them. So good for them. <laughs> I was like, what? It's a bold move. <laughs> bold move, Con. I missed that part of health class. <laughs> Uh, my what the fuck is uh, WCW? Holy fucking hell! Jesus, I know I wasn't watching weekly at this point because even I, who was <laughs> now, a and now you know why, a stringent WCW for lifer, was like, uh, I'll try to catch the pay per view or something. I don't know. Did you like, know it was this bad? No, this is fucking terrible. Uh, no, this is this is bad. This is this, this is bad. If you go back, when you go back and listen to the pay per view war stories for New Blood Rising, there was an article that I read a reviewer from Four Room One Mania, oh. and then he's just like, I was trying to watch WCW at this time all the way out, and I saw New Blood Rising, and I was like, he quit. Nope, I'm he quit. done. He did it, it, it ended it for him. He quit his thing. <laughs> he had made it all the way to New Blood Rising, and it's like I'm done. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't take no more. <laughs> yeah, as a yeah, no, that's my what the fuck. Yeah, holy fuck, they are bad. Well, this brings an end to this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories. As we're moving on to the midweek, as it just gets worse for WCW. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> to me, it was the longest. Tune hour in and to a find half. out why. Yeah, tune in to find out why this week's midweek war story felt like five like hours. How to me. they got they they're down to the last step in the cellar. How can it get worse? And then they step down and realize that's just that's make believe mixture right there. You just walk straight into water, <laughs> like you're drowning. 
Well, we will be drowning on the mid-week war stories this upcoming we week. We waterboarding? <laughs> we might be. We'll find Feels out. like it. <laughs> we haven't recorded yet, so we'll find out. Uh, which you can listen to at yeah, no so strict, but Jesus. Feels like Russo's waterboarding us twice well, a week. He'll be waterboarding us, which you can listen to us drown in our sorrows at, mid, at no so oh, Hell yeah. No, no, no. We're drinking the water as we're getting waterboard. At nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com. And when Corey loves, loves to do good waterboarding, he's listening to us on Spotify, baby. You can also waterproof. You can electrocute yourself. <laughs> you can also find all of us on all the social medias. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to our podcasts. 